take you in the mind of a one, Greg Jennings. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Ace. This is Fantasize Football. We are back once again. Welcome back to the channel. We are here bringing y'all some fantasy football content for the 2021 NFL season. And today, we're going to be talking about some wide receivers that I'm personally going to be fading going into the 2021 season. We're going to be avoiding these guys. I want nothing to do with them. So, before we get into that, I did quickly want to say thank you. Give a shout out to all y'all that come around. Give me a little bit of your time on a weekly basis. Come check out the videos. It really means the world to me. And if you're new, thank you for coming in, spending some time with me. I hope you enjoy the content. But, so I'm sitting here earlier. Me and my boy, we were talking back here saying, you know, who's some guys that we're not going to be drafting this season? And I came up with this list, and I got three guys for you, for all y'all that I'm not going to be drafted. And I advise that you should do a little bit of thinking and decide whether or not you want to be drafting these guys for 2021. But before we get into that, real quick, socials are down in the description. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. We're having, we got some little snippets, some good stuff over on Instagram. I get, I get crazy sometimes on Twitter. So come on over, follow, enjoy, have some fun with the young boy. Really means the world to me. But let's get right into it and talk about the first wide receiver that I'm going to be fading for the 2021 fantasy football season. And that is none other than Mike Evans, wide receiver of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, currently ranked the wide receiver 14 based on Fantasy Pros, half PPR, ECR, which is expert consensus rankings for those of you that aren't aware. So why am I fading Mike Evans? Well, first of all, I look at Mike Evans kind of as like a boomer bust type of guy. And as you guys know, and if you're new and you don't know, I value consistency in the early rounds. And when a guy's the, the wide receiver 14 in ECR, he's going to be getting drafted in the earlier rounds. So I try to avoid the type of players that are going to be boom and bust. Maybe they'll win you some weeks, but some but they, they're going to lose you some weeks too. I'd rather have that consistent production than 30 points one week and five points the next week. But anyways, Mike Evans, he was a bit more consistent last season comparatively, and that was on the back of 13 touchdowns on just 109 targets, which means he scored a touchdown on 12% of his targets. And just for some perspective, for his career, Mike Evans has scored a touchdown on 5.7% of his targets, which is still a very high touchdown rate. But I do expect some regression to the mean. I don't expect him to be able to repeat that 13 touchdowns. Now, last season, Mike Evans finished as the wide receiver 8 overall and the wide receiver 10 in points per game. Um, and now we have Chris Godwin back and healthy, hopefully for the whole season. Antonio Brown inks his deal, signs a contract, officially a buck again. Rob Gronkowski's back. We have everyone out of the backfield, like a 67 running backs. Keyshawn Vaughn's having a breakout year. Gio's having a breakout year. Ronald Jones is having a breakout year. You get a breakout year. You get a breakout year. You get a breakout year. Everyone's going to break out. And we know how Tom Brady operates. He likes to spread the ball around, get everybody involved. He doesn't really rely on one guy. Last season, we did see him um, rely on Mike Evans in the red zone a lot. How much of that was because Chris Godwin wasn't really healthy. Antonio Brown wasn't there. Gronk was just getting adjusted. So I do expect Godwin to be healthy. Antonio Brown there for a full season. Gronk's back and adjusted to the NFL lifestyle. I do expect Brady to kind of uh, move the ball around, share to sh get get everyone involved in the offense. So 
between uh, the touchdown regression to the mean for Mike Evans, I mean, he could have a higher touchdown rate than his career average playing with Brady versus the quarterbacks in the past, but I still don't expect him to be scoring a touchdown on over 10% of his targets. Um, and then on top of that, on a per-game basis, I expect Mike Evans' volume to go down with Chris Godwin back, Antonio Brown, the whole game back together for a whole season. So between the touchdown regression, the lack of volume for Mike Evans, at that wide receiver 14 price, I'm fading Mike Evans. I'm out. It's up to you to decide. But let me give you a little food for thought, a few guys that you could draft that I would prefer to draft over Mike Evans in the same range. Number one, Terry McLaurin of the Washington football team. Right now, ECR, wide receiver 12. We have um, Amari Cooper, wide receiver 16, Dallas Cowboys in ECR right now. And then Robert Woods, wide receiver 17 in ECR of the LA Rams. All guys that I personally would draft over Mike Evans in fantasy football for 2021. Next, we're going to move on to number two, and that is Kenny Galladay of the New York Giants, currently in ECR, the wide receiver 22. Now, I expect Kenny Galladay's ADP to jump a little bit closer to the season when more uh, casual casual fantasy football players and whatnot start hopping into the fray. Because Kenny Galladay, is one of them sexy names you want to draft. You've seen what he can do with the Lions. You know, he was injured last season, but in the past, he's had some big some big moments, some big fantasy football seasons. I mean, he had a, a, a top 10 finish in his career. You know, so that's that alone. And then just the name of Kenny Galladay, that, that should shoot up his draft price even further. I expect him to probably be getting drafted in the top 20 wide receivers. But even right now, as the wide receiver 22 in ECR, I'm out. I'm not doing it. But the reasons why, let me tell you why. And Kenny Galladay obviously leaving Matt Stafford in, uh, in the Lions and going over to play with the Giants with Daniel Jones. And let's take a quick look at Matt Stafford versus Daniel Jones, right? So Matt Stafford sported over the past two seasons a 64.3% completion rate, 8.2 yards per attempt, and a 5.7% touchdown rate. And on the other hand, Daniel Jones had a 62.2% completion rate, 6.3 yards per attempt, and a 3.9% touchdown rate. Now, in my opinion, uh, Stafford is objectively a better quarterback than uh, Daniel Jones, and that's kind of an oxymoron. I think that I I, I believe Stafford is objectively a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. That's just me, but whatever. And I do expect Daniel Jones to take a step forward with the additions of Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony in the draft. I do expect this team to be a little better, but I think that Daniel Jones would have to have a massive step forward in order for Kenny Galladay to reach his ceiling. And uh, now on top of that, Kenny Galladay is playing with more competition for targets than he ever has in his career. You have Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Evan Engram, Kyle Rudolph, Kadarius Toney, uh, Saquon Barkley back and healthy for an entire season. So I just don't see there being, there's so many mouths to feed, not enough volume for Kenny Galladay to really be effective for fantasy football and live up to his draft price. But he has shown in the past that he doesn't need, and this is Kenny Galladay obviously, elite target volume in order to be an asset for fantasy football. Now, in 2018, he finished as the wide receiver 21 overall and the wide receiver 26 in points per game based on half PPR on just 115 targets. Then, in 2019, he finished as the wide receiver 6 overall and the wide receiver 9 in half PPR points per game on 116 targets. Sounds great, right? And I do expect him to be the target leader on the team, the number one option on the team. And he probably could get over 110 targets. But that 
2019 finish when he finished as the wide receiver six came on the back of 11 touchdowns and I just don't see a way where Kenny Galladay scores 11 touchdowns in this offense with all the other mouths to feed and Daniel Jones at quarterback Daniel Jones would have to have a massive step forward and Kenny Galladay would have to have like 50% of the team's passing touchdowns nearly in order to uh, or I'm, say, I'm sorry, receiving touchdowns in order to reach that 11 touchdown ceiling uh, in order to kind of provide that wide receiver one upside that we want when we're drafting a guy as a wide receiver two. You know, when you're drafting your wide receiver two, you're looking for that upside, you know, in a, in a relatively safe floor, whether they finish as, you know, a back-end wide receiver one or in best case and worst case, they still finish as a wide receiver two. Whereas with Kenny Galladay, I do see in his range of outcomes a situation where Daniel Jones doesn't take that step forward and everyone else is so involved in the offense that Kenny Galladay finishes outside of the top 30 at wide receiver. And I just don't want to invest that kind of draft capital on a player with that much risk personally. Um, but yeah, let's look at some players like I did with Mike Evans that are ranked around Kenny Galladay that I would rather draft personally than Kenny Galladay. Number one, CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver of the Dallas Cowboys. Right now, ECR wide receiver 19. Deontay Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers, ECR wide receiver 22. And last but not least, Cooper Cup of the LA Rams, wide receiver 23 in ECR. So, moving on to number three, the final one of the wide receivers that I am fading for fantasy football in 2021. And that is Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ, wide receiver of the Cleveland Browns, currently ECR wide receiver 26. Now, why am I fading Odell, you might ask? Well, first and foremost, he plays in a run first offense. We've seen it, Kevin Stefanski, between here and with Minnesota, they lo he loves to run the ball. They have one of the best running back duos in the NFL with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So they are gonna run the ball a lot. And then Baker Mayfield generally hyper-targeted Odell a lot when Odell has been happy healthy right he he would no matter what you know if if there was a like a sliver of room baker's trying to force it into odell and baker did show some improvements last season when odell was out of the lineup and i'm not one of those guys that say oh well baker's better without odell i think what had happened was without odell there Baker was forced to kind of scan the field a little more, find the open man, and make the right pass, make the right play. And in turn, that resulted in him being more efficient and being a better quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Now, I would hope and um, I would expect that Baker Mayfield will learn from that and then this season will in turn continue to spread the ball around and not just try to force it to Odell whenever he can, which is great for the Browns, but isn't exactly as good for Odell's fantasy value because the volume could come down a little bit. And then on top of that, last season, prior to Odell's injury, he had set some career lows in some of his metrics, 53.5% uh, catch rate, which is the worst of his career, 7.4 yards per target, tied for a career worst, and 45.6 yards per game, which is in fact a career worst. Now, keep in mind, I do still expect Odell to be the target leader on the team. He should still be the number one option, a lot like Kenny Galladay. But like with everything I said, with the team being a run-first offense, with them, I don't expect them to throw the ball 600 times, even in 17 games. I expect them to run the ball a lot. And then Baker learns from uh, from last season and, and kind of tries to spread the ball more, you know, spread the ball around more. Jarvis Landry's going to get his. Kareem Hunt's going to get his. Uh, Austin Hooper is going to get his if he's around and healthy. Rashad Higgins took a step forward last season. 
Donovan Peoples-Jones could maybe take a little step step forward. We have David Njoku as well. So there's just a lot of mouths to feed here as well. So I just don't see there being enough volume to justify drafting Odell here because Again, like Kenny Galladay, it's one of those situations where you're drafting Odell here as your as your wide receiver two, as your wide receiver three, right? And if he hits his ceiling, yeah, great. But everything's going to have to go right for him. Baker's going to have to be kind of go back to just, oh, let's get the ball to Odell. Let's get the ball to Odell. Let's get the ball to Odell. Instead of doing the right thing. And I think this team is on the right path. And I don't think Odell is really super selfish. Um, I mean, he did have some, some moments early on in his career, but I think he's matured a lot and grown up a lot. And, um, I don't think that he's going to be, he's going to be like, oh, you got to get me the ball. You got to get me the ball. He wants to do what's best for the team. He wants to win. This team is in a position to contend. And I think Baker will do the right thing in order for them to do that, which is great for real football, but not so much fantasy for Odell. I do see in his range of outcomes where he finishes as like the wide receiver 40 on the back of, you know. 60 catches, 900 yards, and five, six touchdowns just because they're moving the ball to everybody else and they're running the ball a lot. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, everyone in the passing game. So the volume is just not going to be there for Odell, in my opinion, and that's why I'm going to be fading him for fantasy football in 2021. And like I did with Galladay and Mike Evans, let me give y'all some players that are going right around Odell based on ECR that I would take over him. Number one, is T. Higgins, wide receiver of the Cincinnati Bengals. Right now, ECR, wide receiver 27. Cortland Sutton, wide receiver, Denver Broncos. Currently, ECR, wide receiver 28. And last but not least, DJ Chark, wide receiver of the Jacksonville Jaguars, wide receiver 29 in ECR. But that's all I got for y'all today. Those are the wide receivers that I'm going to be fading this season. Let me know down in the comments. What do y'all think? What do you, do, are you fading these guys? Do you like these guys? Why do you like these guys if you do? Or if you agree, let me know down there. Who are some wide receivers that you're fading? And obviously, give me some ideas from some new content. Anything you want to hear in particular, any player analysis, any general subjects, just let me know down in the comments. I really appreciate it. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this over on Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever it may be, Make sure you hop on over to YouTube, leave a like on the video, and subscribe to this channel. Help me hit that goal of 100 subscribers by the end of the 2021 fantasy football season. It's free, and I really appreciate it. It helps grow the channel. And um, yeah, with all that out of the way, man, thank you guys again for coming around, spending some time with me. If you're new, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the video. And if you did, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Join the family. I really appreciate it. But with that being said, as always, we out. Thank you. Love you. Peace.